Yo, 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 huh, yo, ha ha, yeah. You have now entered into the squared circle. It's talking smack 101. And you got Mr. Pinky Ring shining, your man Sonny Ill. And here with me, the man who couldn't turn pro because 007 wouldn't fit on the jersey. My man Shooter. And we're here to discuss the sweet science. So let's get it started. We had another great fight weekend. I know I'm ready. Are you ready? This is Talking Smack 101. You can hit us up on Twitter at TalkingSmack101.com, TalkingSquaredCircle at Gmail. And yes, we're officially on iTunes. Just search Smack 101 and you'll see us. Subscribe and download the app. It's right there in the Play Store and the App Store. How you feeling today, Shooter? Man, I'm blessed, man. I'm blessed. Uh, another long week, man. Couldn't wait to get till this day, man. But you know how it is, man. But, uh... My Tuesday's starting to feel like a long day. Man, my week's starting to feel like a long day, man. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying, too. That's what I'm saying. Now, it wasn't as big of a weekend as we had, like, last weekend, which was one of the greatest fight weekends ever. Yeah, hold on. I I, want to get, uh... I want to get something off my chest. Get something off my chest real quick. You need me not to interrupt you? Nah, you don't have to interrupt me. It was not enough. Now, when I watch a fight, no matter what it is, whether whether they advertise the main event, the first thing I'm thinking of, I'm not paying or I'm not trying to watch that fight just to watch that fight. I pay for the whole undercard. The whole card. The whole card. Mm-hmm. Trash undercard. I was so disappointed with that. But boxing to me is like pizza. It's never bad pizza, so there's never really bad boxing. Very few times. So it's even though um, it's yeah, happen. it's going to happen. Yeah, happen. it was. Um, I, I mean, was, on paper, I, was I could see this. I could see everything that they did made sense on paper. Starting off with the recap, with like we usually do, you know, you got that Luis Orlando Delval, the Vale, the Valle, the Valle. I'm sorry, and Diego <laughs> De La Hoya, the cousin of Oscar De La Hoya. Yeah. It, the only watching the fight, it, it was a it was a pretty average fight. It was a I'm not gonna say home cooking, but the fact that you're on a you're a cousin of De La Hoya and you're on a De La Hoya uh, fight card, you're gonna get the nod for the you're gonna get the nod for the win. It was unimpressed. He has decent power. Um, his nickname's kind of a double entendre there. The Golden Kid, huh? It's like a little golden ticket, get all these golden it's, wins. It's golden you, fight cards on pay per view with what ten or eleven fights. As a cousin, I understand that you boxing, but it, 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 you want to. But you want to. It's, 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 it's in your blood. Family. But you're on your. You got to create your own legacy. Yeah. Don't try to piggyback off anything that your cousin did. He, that's he too might not great. have it. Yeah. That's too yeah, great yeah, of a yeah, champion yeah. to really follow in those footsteps. He, um, he should have stepped up and be like, "Come on, you can't call me golden anything." Yeah. Because that's gonna put it's gonna put a, a big bar that he has to reach. Yeah. For one, and then and too much reference. I mean, it was we, just, uh, I, I think we got it with the De La Hoya, right? It was. It, and speaking of De La, speaking of De La Hoya, man, just hearing the name, it makes you perk up because you hear De La Hoya, and I'm like, oh, what is this? Is what is he? What's he got to say? Important? Oh, I don't even know never this kid, man. Anybody? No, never yeah, no, anybody. but it just hearing De La Hoya, but and it's not Oscar. That was that was a weird thing to me. Now we just jumped right into that recap. You know, this is episode ten, double digits, the big one zero. I'm honored. I'm honored to share the field of battle with you. Uh, we have definitely progressed. And for those who have listened, you've seen the quality improve. You've seen the content get better. Um, our professionalism definitely got better. Uh, <laughs> that is for sure. And, and we're moving forward. We're official on iTunes now, so subscribe to us. Download the app. It's in the App Store. It's in your Google Play. And make sure you tell somebody about it. We got a new hashtag, too. TS101. Talking Smack 101 was getting a little too long for me to even type. Yeah. 
So, but uh, so we shorten it up just to help you guys out, man. So TS one hundred one, go to um, Diego de la Hoya, uh, Joel Diaz trainer. I kind of like it because of that because you know he he did good with Timothy Bradley. Yeah. Um, got too big. That was he all got, he really he too, has. He got he got well. Timothy Bradley was still regarded as really successful. Yeah. It's like his losses, their losses, but the only thing that him. worries me about uh, about Joel Diaz is that um, he had. I, yeah, one of the Magdaleno brothers just left him to find a new trainer because he they felt like he wasn't in it. He said after Tim left, apparently they felt like the passion wasn't the same. It could be other other reasons that he doesn't know. That's just how he felt when he changed trainers. Hopefully they left on good terms. The next fight was the one I was actually looking forward to that was in. But, you know, well, it was well, like a... It was like mean- a Going back to uh, the oh, yeah. fight card, that wasn't even the that wasn't even the next fight. The next fight was oh, Joseph crazy. Diaz versus Andrew Conceal, whatever. We're gonna walk right over that because the the card was yeah. I'm not gonna say it was terrible, but it was like it, TKO in the ninth round. I TKO walked on the right that fight. It um. I, I think I. But <laughs> it was it was nothing to really go over though. But just like you said, the Gabe Rosado versus the Willie Monroe Jr. Didn't offer anything better. It didn't offer. <laughs> Did not offer anything better. So and we this is sk- a good name. We go skip over trash and pick up garbage. Well, we're gonna respect the names. Yes. For the work that, no, that's exactly in. what he did. And with Gabe Rosado, I like Gabe Rosado. I thought he was great in Creed. I love that he never <laughs> turned down any fights. How you go? Okay, no, we've always we on this show. There's one thing we've always done. We always gave him his respect, man. Definitely that, like, props that on man. there. But he looks gun shy to me. He looks he, a little he, gun shy, like. I, like I don't think he in his head even when he walked in there like I don't well, think he well I think he was a little bit for the WBO, WBO title um Willie yeah Willie Monroe Jr. fought the fight he needed to fight to beat uh Gabe Rosado he fought, he, fight he fought, he, he, fought. it was he it was it's, it was yeah. an efficient fight so I'm not going to blame that 100% on uh Gabriel Rosado but but yeah I, I'm with you on that like I was watching this that. watching this fight you know one of the first thing that came like so I'm a couple rounds in and I'm watching this and I'm watching this fight you know what I, you know what I thought to myself hmm. he needs more tattoos on his back to kind of fill out the his whole portraits of what he was doing that that's what I thought of the fight I was I was literally yeah. sitting there staring yeah, at the fight I was just like I, I, I forgot I was watching the fight man I'm not saying yeah, it, was it was bad it was a slow-mo chess match but Willie Monroe Jr. It, it made it it only made it hard to watch because the last fight we saw him on he stood toe-to-toe with Triple G what he had to do with Gabe Rosado was what he needed to do with Triple G that Triple G couldn't let him do mm-hmm. and he just Went back to his regular game plan, it was and a, that's why he worked the, the way the he did. The fight, it was more of a tactful brawl, yeah. like a savage dance. Like they, they had <laughs> moments. Yeah, I like that. You like, you like that, oh, man? I, I came yeah. up with that too. TM. It was a <laughs> when I was watching, it was fifty fifty, and then you see the spurts of a start of a brawl that ended in boxing, and the start of boxing that ended in brawl. So it's like it was a it was a lot of that in between the the box. So it's like it made for decent entertainment, but um. Much respect to him. They still got a belt in there. They can intercontinental belt from WBO going to Willie Monroe Jr. 160 pounds, and then Gabe Rosado. Hey, he said he said this might be it for him. It's, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. He had a good it's, career. Yeah, um, um, well respected in boxing. Still a good name. I was uh, now you don't have to answer this because you can you know even I would ha- even I would have to look it up. Who has a better loss record than Gabriel Rosado? Zab Judah. Don't even gotta look it up, brother. Man, Don't even uh, gotta look it up. See, that's, why, that's, why I'm, that's why I'm here for you. That's why I'm here. Uh, uh, you want me to hey, just Google actually man, better we, loss we, record than 
<laughs> Better losses than Gabe Rosado. It's gonna it's gonna pull up uh, Michael B. Jordan from Creed. Oh man, he got no, knocked out by like, Gabe Rosado, right? Because I just we went we've when we've gone over his uh, resume and his uh, pedigree. So all of his first loss, I believe, was Triple G. Um, his first loss was to Triple G, and then he lost after that one. I believe he got fed to Kid Chocolate on that one. And then after Kid Chocolate, he fought, I believe, one of the Charlos and lost. So while we're uh, we're going to actually sit there and compare those two um, because, like, Zab Judah, Zab Judah has really good lo- – he has really good losses. I mean, because, like, he uh, – a couple of year – a couple of year guy – well, one, Mayweather. Um, <laughs> yeah. Love him. Good. It was a good, good fight. But um, – it was a good fight, and Zab Judah never ducked nobody, just like Gabe Rosado. That's one thing I did. I I always Danny gave Garcia. Zab that kind Danny of respect. Garcia. Danny Garcia was another one uh, that uh, that beat Zab Judah. So yeah, that was, and Danny Garcia to this day still says that's his toughest fight. That's his toughest fight out there. Now let's see, Gabe Rosado was a tough guy, man. He's the guy that he took the Triple G fight when he came, and nobody wanted to fight him at all. And and, and he went about what eight to ten or eight rounds, I believe. And he, they stopped the fight because he was all bloody because he wasn't going to stop. He wasn't yeah. going to stop at all. And so that's, he lost to Charlo. Yeah, so first he lost. So let's see here. He lost Gabriel to Rosado. Triple G. And yeah. then he um, had a no, a no decision against Jay Leon. Oh, no, he beat Charlo. Oh, wait a minute. So, he lost to Charlo. And yeah, then uh, so, he got robbed in the Peter Quillen fight. That's the one where they yeah. stopped it because of the cut when it wasn't even that bad. And he started to come back and he started beating Kid Chocolate. And then he got he got schooled on the Charlo fight, and then the Dave David Lemieux fight he got TKO'd yeah. on that one. I remember that. And then Joshua Claudy, that be, was no, that he was be, he beat he him. He beat Claudy. That was yeah. a win, and that was on his way back to the, the Gutierrez fight. I didn't even, I read about that one. And then he got the Willie Monroe fight. So not a not a bad one at all. Not a bad one at all. Those are some names in there. And then like with Zab Judah, the guy a lot of people didn't like him because he was probably the first boxer to actually have shine in his teeth. You know. <laughs> he had the grill coming out. Had the first one, and he walked in the ring with it. And it, it not not his mouthpiece, either. not even his mouthpiece. Yeah, I remember he would walk in the ring with that and just shining. But that's a Brooklyn catch, you know what I'm saying? So Zab Judah, big bad Zab Judah. Uh, is his first name Zab? His mother named him Zab, huh? Man, you know it. He lived up to that name. So yeah, he got. Same. So Gabriel Rosado had ten losses. And Zab Judah had nine. So let's see here. Now we're gonna just just randomly go off the names. Now, uh, he, he lost to Corey Spinks and then came back and beat him. Um, he beat Chop Chop Corley. Uh, he lost, so losses. Corey Spinks, Floyd Mayweather Jr., Miguel Cotto. Miguel Cotto. Then, Joshua, uh, Joshua Claudio, Claudi, who I still think could have beat Manny Pacquiao he, if he fought a better if, fight, if though. If he fought a fight. Yeah. And uh, then, uh, lost and to Miracon. Claudio lost to him and Gabe Rosado, too. And lost, um, he lost to... Danny uh, Garcia. He also lost to, uh, to Matisse, right? No, Matisse lost that one. That's right. That's the one that a lot of people thought that he lost. And then he lost to Danny Garcia and Amir Khan. Uh, Vernon Paris. That was Vernon Paris's last fight before he passed away. And then he lost to Polymon IG. That was the battle for Brooklyn. That was the last yeah. time I think we saw anything good from Zab Judah. Because he didn't even show up. His best performance was against Danny Garcia. I'm going to say Zab Judah had better losses. Because those are better names. Danny Garcia, Polymon Naji, Amir Khan. Yeah. All Joshua, champs, too. Joshua Claudi. All champs, man. Yeah, Miguel you know Cotto. What Floyd Mayweather. I forgot about Miguel Cotto. 
But yeah, no, I'm gonna have to give this. I'm gonna give this one to Zab Jr. All right, good man. I like how I got was off the top too. That's right, right off this the top. That's man. how we do it. Now we're gonna go into that main event between my man Canelo, I guess Cinnamon, versus Liam Smith. Now Liam Smith had options about beefy. the back of his shorts. Say his, say his middle name, Beefy. Beefy. Is his nickname. I wonder if that says it on his ID. But yeah. I just want to point out that he had autism on the back of his shorts, and that's just good for the awareness there. And that's probably uh, more than a lot of other... The only other celebrity out there that really pushes it is going to be not your best representative, but Jenny McCarthy. Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know what's worse, the fact that she's probably one of the more vocal ones. Or the fact, the that, fact I, that you... Actually, reference that in a can't, boxing show. Can't agree with a lot of the shit she says, but oh, we're moving forward. God, Canelo versus Liam Smith. This was domination. It was a demolition. Oh, Honestly, though, God. what did you expect? Like, to, like to be honest with that. Um, I expected a good brawl. You and not you? a and not a clever fight. Did from you? I thought Canelo would, uh, because of his size difference, walking into the ring. I thought he would just try to just mull, brawl him over. Mm-hmm. But he sh- probably showed the proper respect that Liam Smith deserved. No, he didn't. Yeah, he did. No, he, he didn't. Why, you think he let him go nine rounds? Yeah. Yeah, possibly. I, how many times have we watched a Triple G fight and we're sitting here like, this could have been ended earlier, but he said that. No, Canelo, look, I, I take a lot of shots at people, so I know and I can see when a shot is being fired. Laying on the ropes, taking and absorbing the punishment, yeah, yeah, yeah. and is smiling and letting him know that he can't hurt him, because he you got to think he literally took steps back to lay on the ropes when Liam Smith he, Canelo was this was a shutout this was a shutout fight yeah, like every was, single round yeah. went to Canelo so so punches. if you're shutting somebody out the only person who can do does that off a of back foot I'm is sure going to be is going to be Mayweather so for the fact that. He's laying on the ropes. He's purposely doing that to let everybody know that he can take the punishment. He can take the hits, which he can, because that's what one of Liam Smith's things was. He was, he. I haven't seen anybody pay that much attention to the body since I was introduced to Mike McCallum, the body snatcher. Uh, you have to look this one up. I, I only got to see a lot of videos of him when I was growing up that we were at on VHS because it's before my time. But I remember the name and I've looked him up recently, too, because that's what they reminded me of. Those body shots. He was just dominating the body but i believe if anybody reviews tapes i think a lot of fighters will with this one mm-hmm. big tell canelo doubles up on that jab then goes right to the body mm-hmm. and i don't know if it was just because it was kept working but then i was looking at some of the fights with amir khan yeah. even looked at his fight with uh, when he tried to do it with mayweather and then also with his fight with james kirkland that's his tell he will he will if he if you see if he doubles up the right to the body's coming next Nice. Now you just got to be fast enough to time it <laughs> and big enough to take it. That's the reason why they make plays. It's just like this. We're going to try this to see if it works. Yeah. Obviously. Easier said than done. Easier said easier than said. done, too. That's but, why um, I review it and give you my information. And like I, like I said before, if every fighter listened to me when I'm yelling through the TV, they'd all be undefeated. Yeah, very true. Um, you have said that. And you know what? I, be- I believe you most of the part. But the great thing about, I mean, with that, uh, with that tail, the double jab. Most people would sidestep that double jab, and they end up running into that body punch. Right, That's it, right? Oof. So, so you ain't doing no, you ain't doing no favors uh, with that. He dropped them three times, and I think it was what is it the the round. the no, he got knocked out in the the sixth round. Yeah, so it was yeah, knocked out four, in the ninth round. He yeah, ninth round, ninth round. Yeah, so um, it was I the ninth, seventh, eighth, and ninth all got dropped by body shots. Yes, so. That that spoke volumes because what do I always say? What does Teddy Atlas always say? 
Water in the basement. Water in the Keep basement. Keep them from stop moving. And everything is, and then even even my gym. One of the one of the, the one, body, of the, one of the slogans, man, go after the body. The head's gonna follow. Head's gonna follow. So, That's right. He'll keep. I think he can. He has the power. Body um, punches are underrated and sometimes get forgotten when you're in the ring. I I can understand that, but if 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 you not with a good not with a good coach not with a good coach they they're, they're gonna exactly. they're gonna say if they grill it into your brain. And one thing I do like about Canelo that I noticed that Triple G, maybe. I don't know if it's just that he doesn't do it or doesn't have to do it, but Canelo doesn't throw one punch at a time. Never. It's always two. No, he's yeah, he's uh, he's because he has that power and he knows what he knows what his strength is, and so That's he's gonna go. I he's gonna go to that. I, I would believe him. Now, but but you see, but I like the um, I also like the strategy of Liam Smith and what he tried though. He he did a good job of breaking Canelo's hand with his face. It, it he just needed more time, I think, for that to actually come into fruition to work. But you never know, man. I've seen it work <laughs> once by Ricky Burns, and that's uh, that's about it. That's about it. That's about it. Yeah. So, um, but he was he was tough, tough guy. And one thing that I like that uh, Jim Lampley pointed out, they said he was a like a smaller version of Canelo, an undersized Canelo. You know, just just basically the smaller version because Canelo looks so massive in the ring there. Yeah. And but he just that just shows the different levels of class, and as much heart as he had. Just couldn't beat the sure raw talent and physicality of of Saul Alvarez. Uh, uh, second favorite boxer as of right now, you know, behind Andre Ward, Canelo. It, he, it was it was too easy. I like Canelo it was a lot. too easy. I'll, I'll put it him up in my top five. He's not second. He's he thunder. was too easy. Um, and then just like you said, landing ropes. He can show he can take punches. Yeah, he shows he can take he punches. Can take so punches. like it was. Um, you, they t- even though. Even though we're not gonna, we're not gonna. To me, in my opinion, we're not gonna see this fight till next November. That's till next, till, till the end of end of the year next year. So September, no, somewhere around there, September, October, whatever. Uh, we're not gonna see it till the end of next year. But no more you start the, the you start the, the. This is what this is what you. Oh yeah, because of that his hand. his hand. Did you? I showed I showed you the thing that that's the reason why I love the internet right now too. Is just because you're able to be and keep yeah. in contact with us. Uh, all the headlines all said right hand. His right hand. But, but then he showed his left hand wrapped up in a couple photos. Is it, so. and I don't know what that's about. Maybe that I just got away. Camera bad, bad. The, the I tried it. I tried it. Might have been a Snapchat flip. Hey, I t- well, I my first selfie ever I took of that. I didn't post it anywhere, but I did it with my right hand up to see ah. if it was reversed when I put it out there. And nope, it wasn't. You can still tell if it was a right hand or left hand so hey Canelo um, if you just want to call me later on tonight and tell me exactly what happened there and then um, we have to you know, translate I'll, so I'll, don't even worry about yeah, it yeah and you know what I'm going to stand up for you man I, I don't believe uh, I don't no, believe I like anything. Canelo his loss to Mayweather definitely made him a great fighter made him a better fighter man now Triple G just beat Kelbrook mm-hmm. and from what I've heard Canelo offered Triple G a contract to fight and yeah. he said this this going was into, more money than he would have Triple G would have made but now the, the kicker is, is that it was for next November. Yeah. And Triple G doesn't like the way he tries to fight three times a year. Yeah, understandable. So my question to you, since Kilbrook has been very vocal about willing to face Canelo, yeah. will he will Canelo fight Kelbrook first or Triple G? Because um, I think honestly, the only way after, those fights either one of those fights would happen is next November, I think. Yeah. So this is uh yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna answer your question. Like I always say, walk with me. Walk with me a little bit. Walk, so, walk with you. So I got I got to the bar pretty early when I uh, watching the fight and stuff like that. Today? And then, oh, no, no, no. 
Stay out of my business. Easy. So I'm sitting here watching the um, you know, the preview shows and they're going behind the scenes. They're going to behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Have you seen Canelo's house? No, no, I'm eager to. He hasn't, it well, he is, hasn't invited me it over. Is yeah, massive. It is gorgeous. Yeah, it is he's, beautiful. He's a king. Now, well, he's a king and all I'm thinking is right now, if that's what his house is, I wonder what Oscar De La Hoya's house looks like. Shh. This is his biggest Canelo cash. stays in his guest house. Hey, this is a big cash cow for De La Hoya, yeah. which is which is everybody knows that. Everybody knows that. He's trying to save it's his fighter. Him. He's trying to save his fighter. It's now, possible. Now I love. Now that. we're going going to your question. Mm-hmm. If Kel Brooks going to lobby for Canelo because that's where the money's at. Mm-hmm. You got to think. They, hey, Triple G, Triple G ruined <laughs> ruined his own money yeah. by beating David Lemieux because that was his last pay per view mm-hmm. fight, I believe. Yep. And then the last two after that, that yep. yeah, mm-hmm. is they've been on uh, if PBC. If you fought David Lemieux, if the fight with David Lemieux was exactly like the fight with Kell Brook, just a straight rough and tough brawl with yeah. some side with some some boxing in there, yeah. and the chances taken that Kell Brook fight would have been on pay per view. Yeah, but so, since well, it there's wasn't, a chance so. they might have charged the the. The guys in the UK pay per view, I can see them doing that because Kel Brook's that big. Yeah, man, De La Hoya is not looking for that money to dwindle. So, but I think uh, Kel Brook will take. I think Kel Brook will take the money and uh, assuming his eyes sealed. And then I actually tell you the truth, I think Canelo should take it. I think should tell Canelo should take the fight just, and just for a simple and try fight. and take gauge him out it. for a second. That's how you gauge him. Two rounds. That's how you gauge him. Try to take him out in two rounds. I mean, it's it's mm-hmm. a it's a lose win for for Canelo because yeah, no matter how yeah, you beat it's going to be judged. It's going to be judged. No matter how it's you beat this be man, judged. if you knock him out in the first round, and then if he goes the whole distance with you, yeah, oh, that's even worse. So you can let yeah. him go the whole distance as long as you know what you need to do because it could get Triple G too overexcited and too ang- anxious to come at you, and it could fall. You can set traps, man. Boxing set a lot. Smart. He would be vocal about maybe going after somebody else at 154. I would say one of the Charlo brothers with Demetrius Andrade. So, you just, so look, you just faced – now, when when you see all these pound-for-pound pound rankings, you just face one of the top fighters pound-for-pound, mm-hmm. pound, right? Why not take the person who's linear and go after the money? I like that. I'm with you Why? Because that. the no, thing is, right. nobody's going to – nobody is going to talk down on him for fighting Triple G and yeah. Canelo. Nobody will. As a matter of fact, he will get – He will get – If he will – Get more, he will get more praises for yeah. taking both of those fights than Canelo and Triple G for letting this go on this long. This is one of these few instances where the punishment could get him to where people wouldn't be too eager to jump in and fight him because they know what he can take, they know what he look, can bring. I like, I like look, where you hit that. Look, I like what Marcos I, Maidana. Going. I like what is he, going on. Isn't he fine with life right now? Yeah, Marcos might look hey, like a chubby. Looking like a chubby. Look, a big take that, take love. that money, and then after that, you can pick any fight you want. I bet you he you is want. still sitting with that stack of money right he is, now. He hasn't is. even unwrapped no. it. Yeah, no, he's just chilling. Kel Brook, the fight that he can make from Canelo Alvarez, he can sit there and take any fight he wants. And after styles that, styles make fights, and Kel Brook has a, a style to give Canelo problems. Mm-hmm. One thing I like that Keith Thurman said is that Kel Brook should have fought somebody who hits hard before he just jumped to Triple G. And that just goes back to past episodes where we just said this is your pride talking. You jumped right into it. And I think that's good. Uh, you, you can get sparring partners who hit hard, but you want them to hit too hard because then you're not going to be able to continue fighting or yeah. get prepared. So, but that's what Keith Thurman thought and said. And, and, he, and he, I think I believe he just meant that in a way to where you know you, you should have fought somebody at 154 maybe it's, before 160. It, and, you know, you got to – but said, the thing is – well, boxing is one of those things that's always about timing. Yeah. You got to strike while the iron's strike hot, man. The iron's hot. So you take – you take another fight, 
and you don't look as good as that, who says you get the Triple G fight and you don't get this recognition? Because now he basically, I mean, besides Canelo, which I think he should mm-hmm. fight, like I said, he can basically pick anybody he wants to fight. Anybody and that's going to be and that's going to be his name and up, out there. And he and will ex- be the A side headline of it. Now, we had, me and you both were agreed that it, we had about even going into that fifth round. We talked about that last week. And now. What did? About uh, what Kelbrook fight? versus Triple G. I'm oh, sorry. Okay. And with Kelbrook versus Triple G. The um, they had Brooke ahead on the scorecards. Okay. So he was moving forward towards a win. He admits that he wouldn't have lasted that long, and he was also admits that his corner did the right thing because he'd probably be blind. And it, it, we could just pretty much write off that the, that he was ahead on the scorecards. That was just home cooking, obviously, right? Okay. I, I don't. I try to think of any different way to be devil's advocate, make an argument of this, but I couldn't find one. Um, and then after his corner threw in the card. You got Chris Rubank Jr., uh, the man who turned down the fight that Kilbrook took. Yeah. You know, the fight that he took that he turned down. He immediately th- threw out some jabs toward, uh, towards Triple G saying, you know, um, come and fight a real middleweight. We don't own no towels. Now, you heard what happened to Chris. It, it, so- it sounds good. It sounds good. It sounds great, actually, man. I might... Sh- I might use that sometime. Uh, I feel like accusing him of, him of stealing it from me because I feel like that's something <laughs> that's I would say. That's something that you would have said, that's man. Right. Right. I, I'll let you get the credit. Did man, you, you did hear that. what I, happened to Chris Eubank Jr. a couple what of What happened? Ago. Pulled out of his fight with Tommy Langford. Now, normally, if you get injured, that's fine. Uh, he hurt his elbow, and this is recently after he tweeted that immediately when the fight was called by the corner uh, without finding out everything that's going on. Um, now, Kilbrook. Got the fight stopped because his eye socket was broken. Your, the bone around your eye broken. Uh-huh. That's And couldn't see. So his corner did the right decision. Now, because of that, a lot of people got offended by that little tweet. And he pulls out the fight, starts getting trolled. And I don't know. Is that, uh, is that where we're at as a society nowadays? Now, isn't this considered bullying, what they're doing to this man? Or, or is it not because he's a fighter? Ooh, that's a good question. Both. Right, <laughs> but both. Uh, well, first of all, you know how I feel about cyber bullies, man. Close the computer. Close yeah, the you, computer. Should, you shouldn't be getting cyber bullied. You shouldn't. Uh, I mean, that's just my personal opinion. I, ho- I hope I offended well, we somebody. We are from with a that. generation where people told us when you stand up to bullies. Yeah, you, you take that. You take the beating now. Uh-huh. Come back later. Try exactly. To do, you know, eventually yeah, respect is gained. People will not want to fight you. But that's the reason why we're in the fight game now. Talking smack one one. You can hit us up at Twitter. Talking squared circle at Gmail. Find us in the Play Store and the App Store. And we are official on iTunes and Stitcher. Just search Smack 101 in either one of those apps and you will find us because we're trying to move up. We're moving forward. Check Facebook too, man. We out there. We out there too. Twitter. Forward slash talking Smack 101. Download the app. Make sure you tell all your friends about it. Word of mouth works. And everybody who I invited the page, make sure you like it. Make sure you like it. Or I'll keep inviting you like when you invite me to them crazy games that I don't want to play. Yeah, um... You usually when you point the fingers and you call somebody out about something, you have to make sure that you're in the same position to your you have to make sure that your stuff is is clean too. Yeah. So you can't really sit there and call somebody out and then pull out of your fight. I mean the injuries, I mean it's it's so hard to say exactly what happened. You know, I didn't even look into it. Once I once I seen that uh, caption, I was just like, ah, oh, whatever and now, yeah. you know, here you go. But it was nothing to where uh, we're gonna we're gonna find we're out. We're gonna what's go happen. into it. I mean, some of the best things about it was just some of the jokes. I, I that's the only reason why I mainly want to bring it up. So one guy said, uh, "Chris Eubank Jr. throwing in the towel before the fights even started. What a warrior!" 
Ooh, that's a low blow right there. Uh, Chris Eubank Jr. injured himself sparring. Maybe your corner should have threw the towel in to prevent your injury, but you don't own one. Uh, LOL. Uh, wrap a cold towel around that tennis elbow, disappointed in you, and hypocritical comments and bad decisions. Oh, that was straightforward. Exactly not even, not even a joke. It seems Eubank had thrown the towel during training camp. Langford fight off due to injury. Yeah, these are all in here. No more in here, guys. No more jokes. We got two, three people funny that actually commented on that. You know, it, 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 it's, it's one of those things you should have waited. And that's the, the pros and cons of the internet. There's many times when I might have sent or tweeted out some stuff that I probably shouldn't have. You can retract them. You can delete them. Um, he left it up there, pride talking. Eventually, you're going to get that Triple G fight. And I've yet to see anybody happy after that fight. Nobody walks away the same man. Now, we got an upcoming fight this weekend. It's going to be Anthony Crolla and Jorge Linares. Linares. I hope I pronounced that right. I'm going to have to go take, uh, get some Rosetta Stone. I think it's, just I think it's Linares. Linares. Is, I believe you're correct. But, um, but these are the guys. These are the kings at 135 This is, this right is going to be, this this is is going to be one of those fights that... I'm not I'm not a huge fan of either of these two boxers, but it's one of the epitomes of the styles make fights. Yeah, this is you got, set up for a good fight. Yeah, you got uh, Krola, which is uh, a person who's some of the things that I've watched on him. He's taking people down with body shots, and uh, you know, very slick, very fast hands. Yeah, tough. He's anytime you see anybody at 135 pounds knocking anybody out with anything. One punch too, like you know, the onslaught always breaks them down. But when you see somebody go down from a body punch. And and the dude is half your size or you know 135 pounds. I got I got 20, I got 25 pounds on him right now, right now. <laughs> and I would not step in the ring with these dudes. And that's just that's another good thing about TV. You always look a little bit bigger. But there's a lot of big names in here now at 135. And if these two can settle who the best is, that's going to leave Jorge Linares up to fight the new uh, IBF Robert Easter Jr. And then you got also Mikey Garcia ranked at number two. Yeah. This uh, Dennis Shakovov. Um, he's he's been all over Showtime uh, New Generation. If you guys have seen him, he's been dominating a lot of people. And we've also talked about uh, Felix Verdejo coming back from coming injury back too. Soon. So hopefully, Rokas Gamboa's in there. Mickey Bay's in there. Miguel Vasquez. So this is not a weak division. Rancis Bartholomew, who, whose brother stunk it up a couple weeks ago. This is not a weak division. We even got Richard Comey. Who, who just lost a real tough, close fight to the new champ, Robert Easter Jr. So the, one of these two guys is going to have to fight those guys next. Um, I like Anthony Krola. I th- I'm going to take, take the busybody, Jorge uh, Linares, um, I, I, just because he stays busy. Yeah. And, then so, and just like we always said, man, you can get it. You don't even have to look like you're winning the fight, but you can just outwork you somebody. Outwork so, them, like, you don't have to catch them. Bad. So, uh, that's what I see. I think, uh, I think Krola takes too, uh, too long to get started. But what do I know? I just watch a lot of boxing. So, but yeah. I'm, taking, uh, I'm taking Linares just because, uh, just, just like I said, he's busy. So. No, he's a very busy body. Uh, I'm, he's, he's always looked good in a lot of his fights, except one where um, the Antonio DeMarco – uh, fight. He, I thought he was losing until he got the got the knockout in there. Um, but he, it's going to be a tough fight. I like Anthony Krola. I like the the, the million-dollar man. He, he looks good. I like fast hands. I love those body punches. Nice, thick style. And he's got good hair. I miss good hair. And he got good hair. He reminds me of uh, Jesse from Full House, who's always had the good hair. That's Uncle, Uncle Jesse? Uncle Jesse. Uncle Jesse always got him. Uncle, he's still got good hair, this guy. Yeah. I, who knows if it's real or not. 
Who knows if it's grown? I'm not talking about the. I'm not talking. I'm talking about the females, man. The uncle Jesse August is killing. Uncle Jesse, yeah, you know who his favorite, who his favorite artist was. What's his name? Man? The King Elvis. Oh God, Elvis. How Vegas. do you know? How do you know this crap? Well, being Elvis, he used to actually uh, study the same martial arts, uh, which was founded by Ed Parker Kempo. If you didn't know, now you know. Now you know, sir. Look to. You know, write that, I, go ahead and write that down. I love you with all my heart. Write that down. Besides boxing, you talk about a lot of crap that I don't care about. I know. I like to you talk just, about entertainment. <laughs> I like to talk a lot of smack. It's talking smack 101 at twitter.com, talking square circle at gmail. We got hashtags TS101, hashtag KTFO. If you haven't downloaded the app and check out that KTFO section, check it out. It's just pure entertainment, and it's the best thing if you want to get in a better mood. If you're on a rough day and you just want to get in a better mood, go to the KTFO, KTFO section. Because right after one video, you're going to be like, I'm glad that wasn't me. And you're going to feel better about how your day is. That is for sure. I'm 100% on that. Then we got the hashtag FOTY. That's another section in the app. That is another one for some good entertainment. If you can sit down and you just want to watch a good boxing match, every single one of them is exciting. These are nominated by the best Watched by the best, and they're the best at the Ring time. Magazine. Ring, Ring Magazine. Ring Magazine. The uh, Bible of the best. boxing. Yeah, so. Who um, will give us that credibility? Soon? Also, just like we said last week, man, uh, recent bouts, man. Those are all the uh, newer bouts that's coming out. I try to get up as fast as I can, and the ones that are good quality. I can give you a whole bunch of crap, but I ain't trying to do that, though. So we just the added ones that a couple are worth today. Watching, like, you know, the under, most of the undercard's not on there, but we got the Canelo Liam Smith. Yeah, we just got, the, we just literally that put that one up. So, um, so like, we, we're on, t- we're on top of it. For the most fight is in there, the Quadras, in there, yep. the Quadras fight, which was a good, that was a good entertaining fight. Yeah, so like fight. we that always, we always gonna be on here. We we gonna be your one stop shop. So you make sure you keep in, you keep and in we're touch, bringing keep in tune. More to come. We want your feedback. Make sure you guys hit us up. Let let us know you're listening. You gotta tell your friends. You gotta tell everybody about it because we're gonna tell everybody. Every time we get new followers, new listeners, we're bragging about it amongst each other, amongst our coworkers, and that word of mouth gets around. We're getting more and more followers every day. And that's thanks to everybody listening out there. So hit us up at TalkingSmack101 at Twitter.com and download the app in the App Store, in the Play Store. Hit us up at Facebook.com forward slash TalkingSmack101. That's where to find us. You know we're there. Now this new section we got here, we're kind of trying it out. It's going to be the what's what's next. And this is something that we're, we might have in place when there's not it's not too big of a fight weekend. Um, some of them might be some fights that we want to see get made. What we hear is possibly going to get made. Maybe what should have got done about this fight here or why this one didn't happen. That's about what's next. And that's what we're here to talk it's about. What you guys, it's what you kids like to do nowadays. It's called gossip. What do you yeah. think should happen? What's going to happen? Everybody has their own opinions. That's yeah. why we do this. Gossip or fantasy football? But it's, uh, yeah, it's a little bit of both, though. Even Fairy though I don't do neither or, either or, I'll partake in this part. Yeah, showers and growers, showers and growers. Now, <laughs> one of the things that I like to – Keith Thurman, he did – we want to see Danny Garcia and Keith Thurman. I want to see it. You want to see it. And I believe a lot of other people out there want to see it. I want to see Danny Garcia in the ring with a true welterweight because he's he's defied all the odds. He doesn't seem to turn down any of these challenges. Actually, what I heard um, – one of the things I, I don't know, I could have read it wrong because, you know, I'm dyslexic um, – didn't he turn on a fight with Andre Berto? That was one of the that was one of the things. It seems I was like he priced himself out the fight, and now it sounds like him and John John Molina might be fighting at one forty seven. Who fights at one forty? His last fight was at one forty against Brazil. Sound like sound like your champion is, uh, is being safe, man. Is. The person that you like that nobody cares about. If he didn't have the history with that 
Rod Salka Sika fight, yeah, there probably wouldn't be nothing to talk about because he will. Danny Garcia beat Lucas Batiste at one forty, and at one forty. Yeah. John John Molina lost vacated before Victor Posto got a hold of him. And and I I feel like Andre Berto might have been a little bit too big, too strong for Danny Garcia. Man, he got a lot of moves inside and outside the ring. I think Danny Garcia still would beat him, but for him not to take that fight, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Andre Berto is going to be the bigger name. Now I can't say. Now I can't say that. um, They're both. I can't say that he's really a. Yeah. John John Molino and Andre Berto were in there. I can't. And just like just like we said, I can't see myself as calling anything about bad about Danny Garcia. But at the same time, man, he's taking he's 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 taking some risk. But now you're at you're at the spot where. Uh, you're you're not at the you're at the spot where you need to take some more. I think you're you not calling the shots yet. Yeah, that's how I feel. I mean, yeah, you got it right. You're you took under the, the guy who's mouth. calling the shots, but you're not calling the shots yet. You need to still protect your name now. You mm-hmm. got to protect your name now because it, it's already mildly tainted. Not everybody believes in you. I mean, I've seen some great fights out of you, but then you have some questionable ones. That's for sure. That look like some safe housing, and that's that's very upsetting for boxing, especially because the PBC seems to have this brand of uh, making. Good, exciting fights. Now, style-wise, I think John John Molina and Danny Garcia would be a good fight. But so in him versus Andre Berto. Yeah. Now, who do you see Danny Garcia losing in either one of those scenarios at all? Uh, no, honestly. Who do you think would give him a tougher problem? Honestly, I well, besides Keith Thurman, yeah. besides Keith Thurman, I want to see what Amir Khan can do. Now, we've talked about this before. Like uh, a rematch for that. Out like, to a, got knocked got out into a rematch. Yeah, so she took one for the team right there. So that could be the exact definition. So I, I would like to see that. Um, even though you got a uh, because this Amir Khan now is with Virtual Hunter. Um, he was oh, he, look, he, he, he <laughs> looked good till it till he died against Canelo and just got slowed down by those body punches. And then, you know, if uh, Manny Pacquiao wins his fight, you know, he's still saying he still hasn't put thrown in the towel with his retirement either, too. So somebody like Manny Pacquiao, I think he still has a little bit of air left in his tires, man. I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing that. Uh, that would be a good fight to watch. Uh, I would watch Manny that. Pacquiao. Yeah. That would be a great can fight he to ha- watch. Can he handle all the barrage? Because Manny Pacquiao, I mean, he, he still he punches and bunches. He hits hard still. So, still got a little bit of bounce, a little bit of pop. Um, Danny Garcia against any one of these guys would be a great fight because we got Errol Spence, my man Timothy Bradley. I, I, he's supposedly should have a fight by the end of this year. Um, I have no idea who he's possibly going to fight because I, I don't know if there's anybody left in the top rank stable. But with Danny Garcia fighting John John Molina, I feel like he's going to be he's, he's already going to have the size on him because Molina's never fought at 147. And it wouldn't be as entertaining with all those other names that we've mentioned out there. Now, yeah. Kell Brook is going to be vacating the IBF most likely at welterweight. So, Errol Spence Jr. So, we're just going to go off the rankings alone. So, Errol Spence would be the number one IBF contender. And then you got Konstantin Panamanebrev. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, bro, for murdering the name. I've seen him fight a couple times. He's pretty good. Um, Jeff Horn. Wow. I've never heard of you, bro. Yeah, and but he's... Name but you got Spence, but you're number four. So, you must have burned it. Yeah. Uh, and Leonard with Bundu. WBO, too. Look, we've seen Leonard Bundu get destroyed. Uh, Lamont Peterson is a good one. That's what I want to see right there. Errol Spence, Lamont Peterson for that IBF title that Kell Brook is vacating. I think that would be that is Al. I know you listen. Hit me up. We can talk about this. You guys can do. You have it at what? What is it called the the battlefield or the armory in uh, DC where they fight? Yeah. Uh, 
That would it, be um, hosted there. Where's Errol Spence fighting out of right now? He's from, he's from Houston, Texas, huh? He's from down south. Um, he would be the B-side on there. I honestly think he would beast almost anybody on that list who we've just mentioned. I just think he's too. But, you know, from body body size and mass and the way that they're they're cut, said it again, man. I, I'm, I feel like I'm throwing the same name out here. Him and Berto. Mm-hmm. That's him, him and Berto, just like just the style, man, because Berto, you know. Ow. <laughs> Yo, just just sponsor the show. We can be the matchmakers. We 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 can promote the fights. Just just sponsors. Just go ahead. And, and you know, in every episode, I'll be like, hey, I want to thank Al Heyman. We've done that almost every every episode. We've Basically for free. Well, usually usually when the PBC throws a good fight card good on fight there, card. we'll we'll give him respect. We'll but, give the respect. And the, the reason why the reason why I say Andre Berto too is because he needs a fight. He's solid. Well, he needs he's a he is a solid fighter. I mean, uh, he just. Even though he quit, he saw how he just destroyed uh, Victor Ortiz. But like somebody, he's who, he's, a, he's a he's a a great mix of a boxer. He can punch. Former world he's champion. Former world champion. He has hand Sussex speed and he's you know still, he's smart still enough. So in there. he's got some he's got some chicken ankles, but he's still got a pop and, and still can like, move. He's a he's a B. He may not be better than him as of right now, but we don't know that. But he's Berto he's a better. Me of he's that a, Kevin Hart joke. You know, you look like you prison buff. Oh uh, yeah, he's top heavy, top, swole, swole. He can't Solid. even walk. Yeah, wobbling and stuff. But That's like, what he reminds me of. But like, uh, Earl Spence hasn't had too big of a name to where Berto will be a name that I think will catapult him into a. Uh, into being a household name. Yeah, no, Berto or Lamont Peterson, one of those two guys. That's 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 the only yeah, name honestly, that are going to be above Algerian Bundu. Well, yeah, um, but honestly, like if he's looking to get more respected, more to be taken more opposition, uh, even though I like Lamont Peterson coming out of DC, I I still think a Berto would be a better fight than him. Yeah, yeah. I, honestly I think so think, too. Like style wise, honestly, that would be a better style wise. Because Berto will stand and fight Lamont. I think once he feels Spence's power, he'll probably yeah he'll, he'll, he'll try to, like he'll he, try to he'll try to get out of there. Mm-hmm. You know, just like you know. Was it Matisse he did that against? Yeah, he yeah, was. Well, so. As soon as he stood and fight him, yeah, we saw how that. Yeah, ended. and I, yeah, honestly hook, think, I honestly think Earl Spence will sleep uh, Lamont Peterson. Yeah, um, he'll take him out within four or five rounds, probably. So that that, that was that's to be easy work for Earl Spence Jr. Then what's next for Triple G and Canelo? So with Triple G and Canelo, the word on the street B, according to HBO Boxing, Canelo said that they offered Triple G a contract for. That next, he rejected yeah. for the highest payday that he's ever gotten. Mm-hmm. And he rejected it because it's for next November. Yeah. Now, Triple G fights two, three times a year. I wonder what that number was. It had to be. It was in the millions, right? Yeah. It's got to be in the millions because Canelo made millions for that one. I, I'm pretty sure Liam Smith made a couple too. Um, so that would be a big mega fight. But for them, my, this is my problem with this whole thing. And I'm, and I'm only going to just kind of regurgitate something that I've heard from someone else because I feel the same way. Because we all love Dostra De La Hoya for one reason because he never ducked nobody. Yeah. And now he's protecting his cash cow. Yeah. Now, he is a former top-ranked fighter. So is Floyd Mayweather, mm-hmm. a former top-ranked fighter, who went on to promote themselves and made themselves bigger. Yeah. With some of the things they've learned, possibly from... Bob Arum in top rank. Yeah. Um, like one of those things possibly you could use an example is uh, Mayweather Pacquiao. Mayweather wouldn't have got those. I've, I've said this. Those I've numbers. said this forever. He, Mayweather is not going to get paid the way he's gotten paid if he would have took that Pacquiao fight early in his career. I totally so agree. So did you see how the numbers dropped off so bad from the Pacquiao to the Andre Berto fight with Mayweather? Mm-hmm. So 
people forgot we, to really find that day. Man, we've said this yeah, in our, I think in our yeah. first show, we think we talked about, first or second show, we've talked about this. I, we, see, we see it from a couple different perspectives. We see it from the fighter. From the business You see decision. it from the fighter. From he's the promoter. Look, Canelo is not, he's a Mexican. He's true he Mexican. Wants he fight. wants this. He feels like he's the best. Is Oscar De La Hoya holding him back? Honestly, I think if... Uh, He's got to be messing with Canelo, though, because you want the fight, and you're not mm-hmm. getting the fight. You're tired of him talking, but it's, and you want the fight. But he wants the fight because it's, it's 100% pride. Yeah. It's 100% pride. fight alone. But I bet you, once he goes back to that... That mansion that he has, and he looks at and he gets the and he gets that uh, he gets that check for that easy work. He's he's like that's the reason why he's going so long because like if if the the benefits from it's it's crazy pushing because fight Canelo off, says that he trusts his body and he still feels good at one fifty four. That way with him and Smith, they he looked skinny, yeah. and then the way he looked walking into that ring was crazy. Now yeah. he he tipped the scale at one fifty four. Nobody messed with it. But right after he hit, he was gone, disappeared, chugging juice, chugging Gatorade, chugging water. So either maybe it's from living in that mansion with too many rooms, but you're not cutting the weight the same. If, you gotta, if, if you're hurting that bad, you're hitting it, but you're not getting it the same. Now, Triple G wants to go after Billy Joe Saunders next, which is good for calling him out. Now, Billy Joe Saunders, if you didn't know, he stood in front of the mirror, made himself look a little bigger, like kind of like when guys take... Their own self picks. Well, just can't continue. I'm oh, sorry. And I digress. And then Billy Joe Saunders did the same thing. He threw the belt on his shoulder like it was a WWE moment. It was like, hey, hey, with his nice, cool British accent, saying, hey, come fight a real middleweight. And then he went on to kind of babble on about that. And just be careful what you ask for because now that you called him out and Triple G says and acknowledges that he wants to fight you, and I don't even think you have any fights lined up, what are you going to do now? You gonna fight this man, or are you gonna say that there's something else that was already in the works? I don't know. Triple G probably won't be able to fight. He, he if he wanted to, he could squeeze another fight in before the end of the year. That's what for month, sure. What month is this? It's September, sir. We are on September twenty first. September twenty yep. first, two thousand sixteen. Talking Smack one hundred and one is episode ten, and this is how we're doing it. I can't believe ten episodes, ten weeks of, of spending time with my brother right here. You know it. It's. Uh, it, Triple G, it, and I'm stuttering because I'm trying to find the words to, to describe this. Triple G, Triple G is one of those fighters. I I will watch it because I'm a fan of boxing. Of course, anybody who's who's uh, who's a top contender, a top champion like this, I'm gonna be interested in. I'm honestly disheartened by it because we're gonna have to wait another year for this fight. I, whatever he does, I don't care. I really don't care for now. I'm going to watch everything. I'm going to watch everything. I promise I'm you. I'm going to watch everything, you know, too. I just pray and hope. Now, I don't know if you heard of this one. It was Juan Manuel Lopez versus Eurocus Gamboa. This is about five, six, seven years ago. This was supposed to be the next big mega fight at 122, 126 pounds. And they both got in the ring multiple times together. And, like, and they both were like, yeah, we need to let the fight marinate. And then Orlando Salido came around and knocked out Juan Manuel Lopez. And then Eurocus Gamboa got stuck in these promotional issues with top rank, turned down a fight with Brandon Rios, and this fight never happened. If they would have fought when they were supposed to fight, they would have a legacy. Like with, like with Timothy Bradley handled Devin Alexander. And, and I hope it doesn't go down that way to where these fighters both lose or anything like that. See, if they had any real heart, they would do exactly what happened in the Great White Hype. 
after the fight's over, walk into the ring and just get into a fist fight. Just That's how you make the fight. You make and just give right. us a little sample right. of whatever they just no glove, just have them cut the gloves off and just suck a punch somebody, get into the brawl. That has the that's how the fight starts, man. Give them a little uh Nate Diaz and Conor McGregor. Just boxing, start getting it in right before right before it happens. Of the week. Watch <laughs> the great white hype. If you haven't seen the great white hype, you need to watch it. It is a slept-on movie with a slept-on soundtrack. That is for sure. It's so we're re- with Reverend Sultan. Reverend Sultan. So, and, um, Names in there. Sam, it's, of course, Samuel L. Jackson's in every movie. That one, even Jeff Goldblum's in there. <laughs> Damon Wayans is in no, there. No, no, no. Watch that movie. Damon Wayans. Yeah, yeah. Watch it. It's a great movie. That's a good example. I liked it. Yeah, just get into the ring. That's like, cause it's all it's all talk, man. You have to you have to put them things to action. You know, I don't know promotion. And these are all these are all wishes. These are all wishes. Now, with, as we bring you this power hour of, of the sweet science, we're gonna we got two more things to touch on. Before I say that, I just want to give a shout out quick to the Tacoma Boxing Club. They still need your help. Save Tacoma Boxing. Facebook.com forward slash Tacoma Boxing Club. There's a GoFundMe page on there. And even if you can't afford to chip in, like the page, share it with your friends. If you have kids and you want to talk about and you want to get them into something different other than video games or just make sure they're not on the street doing wrong, you get them into something extracurriculum, basketball, boxing, football, baseball, anything on martial arts, but you just keep them off the street, keep them busy. This place has been doing it for the last 40 years with over 50 national titles. Over. The trainer has a proven system. He is in the National Gold Gloves Hall of Fame. Facebook.com forward slash Tacoma Boxing Club. And they show us some love too at Facebook.com forward slash Talking Smack 101. So we're going to touch on two things here. One real quick one. Uh, we got the best dressed boxer, <laughs> Brian Goodfellow Perella, in entering the ring. The ring. Yep. Now, granted, he might need to show up in the ring about five, ten minutes before everybody else get that nice suit off. Versus, how do you say his first name? Jordanis Ugas. Ugas. Last time, you might have seen Ugas recently fight on a PBC card. You might not have because the fight lasted, I think, about 45, 50 seconds where he knocked the guy out in the first round. Both of these guys, I believe, they have a crazy knockout. They have a crazy knockout ratio, like, uh, I'm going to say up in the high 80%. Let's check this out. Now, so good fella Perella. Now your good boy, good fella Perella. He's uh he's Look one of those uh, he's one of those up and comers that are, are both of these yeah. up and comers. That's for sure. But um, with these fighters, where you're gonna see you're gonna see him clash now. Perella, that's your boy who's who's not yes. bad. I like I I, I like him. He's a, he's a good boxer. The only thing I have a problem with is just like we said the uh, the so clothing and stuff that he comes. Right but. Uh, Ugas is one of those dudes who's a he's a hard nosed fighter and he'll sit there and go at you all round. So, yeah. So you had it right. So he was a ninety three percent KO with with uh, Perella ninety three percent KO percentage. Well, you wouldn't use just any. You wouldn't use just any. Not really. No. That's what I was thinking when I thought about Ugas. Would you use that carpenter? No, not at all. Now. Bryant Goodfellow Perella is is you now I might have a little biased thing about him. Just yeah, because you know, he's Italian. He's a Dago. He's right, you know. Actually, just I like the way he dresses. And then yeah, see, Ugas. he got your man got the fun. See, Ugas is uh, sixteen and zero with seven knockouts. Uh, well, sixteen and uh, three with seven knockouts. So even though he he laid out his last guy by one, that that fight lasted uh, about 30, 45 seconds there. Yep, Jamal James won. And it's decision. 
No. See, it um the one thing is he fought Amira Mom, so it was a unanimous decision. You know, Amira Mom is uh one of those cats who will knock you out. He's the young master, so um I'll take I'll take I'll take the I'll take the under. I'll take Ugas on this one, man. Take Ugas on that one. I think. No, about that one. Yeah, he's not gonna win. There's no way. Brian Goodfellow Corella, he's the big name on there. They're gonna handle this one. Uh, he, he'll he'll get him in and out real quick, and that's a fight that we definitely want to look forward to. And then the last thing we wanted to touch on was I had yeah uh, I had I, there was one thing that was brought to my attention that was uh I thought I thought was huge. Uh, you remember how you said uh, Canelo fighting. Uh, Triple G, this was his chance if he was sick or he looked really submissive. That so he was vulnerable. So he seemed which vulnerable. was which was crazy is because what was brought to my attention was how much of a heads up did Sergey Kovalov get by um by in his last fight. The reason when he fought why Chalimba? Yeah, the reason why is because he sees how susceptible he is to movement, and so now not only is he going to have, not His only is he going to said have, he, was, he was glad that Kolev looked the way he did because he was going to learn from it. Yeah, and that's exactly. That's so could you, you ima- could you imagine what it would have been like if he would have fought Andre Ward in this past fight? If those guys would have met, hmm. Andre Ward would have slaughtered him the way that how stiff Sergey Kovalev was. And that was a uh, that was one thing that I, it just caught my attention for that. I still think it's going to be a schooling, a boxing schooling. Like I just think uh, the slickness of uh, Andre Ward is going to uh, overtake anything that he does. So, it's that that smirk, man. Is that smirk scares me? It, it scares me a lot, I, just because, like I said in episode five, let me correct something. I I, I was trying to explain there. Uh, Max Schmeling, when he fought Joe Lewis, Joe Lewis was the most feared boxer on the planet, undefeated. And when they interviewed Max Schmeling, um, they were like, you know, why, why are you smiling? You're about to fight Joe Lewis. And and he just said, I, I see something. And what it was is that Joe Lewis would drop he would drop his left hand and he got hit with the overhand right and got knocked out in the first round. And that's all that that smirk reminds me of. And now it could be just a language barrier, but I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. It worries me a little bit. No, but also, you know how, you know, with the social media thing, I, I love everybody taking pictures. I'm not a picture taker myself, but I sent you that, uh, I sent you that meme and it was a Sergey Colo. He had a different kind of smirk. And then uh, the meme was, the caption was, when you get into some trouble that you don't want to, now you got it. Now you actually have to fight or somewhere uh, along those lines. It, uh, now I reserve the right to make my pick until the fight. And you know what I did. And, you know and what I, I like did. Andre Ward a lot, but you, just, you have to. But you know, you know you, what I did. You, you know what I did. This you don't week? get the nickname Crusher by accident. That's fine, man. You, you, there's a lot of nicknames out there. That doesn't yeah, mean nothing. Crusher but yeah. hey, I, I went back this week and I started watching a whole bunch of old Andre Ward fights, and I just he, bad man. Chad Dawson. Oh, that was that was a good staple win. Look, that was a good. Look, Staple now, if, now outside looking in, there's only there's only a certain fights that I'll sit there and I'll be, and yeah, like once May, once Mayweather beat Canelo, I was like, there's nothing that can touch this man. There is no yeah. once Andre Ward beat 
bad Chad Dawson the way he did. I was like, there's was, nobody. There's no who, who was, was on top of his game was at the his, moment. You talk about Crusher. This is bad Chad Dawson, yeah. man. Now you talk about something. Never, you talk about it hasn't something. been the same since. It hasn't been the same since. But you talking about he multiple put him down, and it was it was. Gorgeous watching the fight, man. Just the step rounds and then his power translated. That's what's crazy too, because like, especially by TKO victory. So it um I just see I just see more of a skilled fighter. I just see way more of a skilled fighter than yeah. that. Now I'm with you on that. Andre Ward is, is the second coming um son of God, SOG. He's <laughs> definitely the second coming when it comes to the sport of boxing. Uh one of my favorite things with him is that he uh he does that American Ninja Warrior training, the same thing that Bruce Lee used to do with his hands. You know, you get the 100-pound bags of rice, and you go in there, and you grip it. You hold it tight, and you, it'll work your forearms all the way up and to your plus, biceps. You remember, he broke his hand, too, so he hey, had to get surgery, so he has to strengthen You could probably, if a, if every trainer at the gym was like, yo, Bruce Lee used to do this, I'd be like, well, let's do this then. <laughs> Bruce Lee did it, then yeah, it's got to be proven. It's got to be proven. Now, this has been the power hour of boxing, the sweet science at Talking Smack 101. If you haven't downloaded the app yet, you need to check it out. It's solid. It's legit. Every time we I show it to somebody, they're like, "This is your app." Like, yeah, looking at me like I can like I could make it, which I couldn't. But I understand that, but it's solid, legit. It's professional. It looks really good. We're officially on iTunes. If you use Stitcher, we're on Stitcher. We're on SoundCloud. We're on every outlet possible. If you have an iPhone and I see you, I'm going to subscribe you to the podcast. Because you just want me only talking smack. That's it. Talking smack 101 at twitter.com or talking squared circle. The hashtag is KTFO, hashtag FOTY, and hashtag TS101. Tell your friends, tell your families. You got anything you'd like to say, man? Nah, man. I love you, man. It's, uh, and I love everybody listening to. I'm uh I'm deeply humbled by doing this. Whenever we uh check and do the updates and we see people who actually have been listening and stuff like that, it's not for it's not just for us and we talking to ourselves, man. It's 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 really yeah. me be I'm appreci I'm appreciative of it. And then it's ten episodes, man. I don't think I've had this much dedication to anything that I couldn't wait for. I have, it's but it's just, usually for something wrong. Okay. I've never I've never I've never had anything positive in my life that I couldn't wait to get to. That that was a actually constructive, man, and you know that I wouldn't get in too much trouble for. You know they but, say like, you know you find a job you love, you never work in your day in your life. Exactly. And discussing the sweet science is something that we like to do and talk about, and we tell everybody else about it because we'll we'll turn you into a fan if you hang out with us. You can see us it, anytime. Man, don't anytime don't watch with us. You just you're gonna get excited and you're gonna get upset, and I'm probably gonna get annoyed because you're not gonna want to watch a fight without us. That's so right, you know, I'm gonna keep right. you happy. You want to be always be around, and I don't like that sometimes, man. So don't don't run up on me. All right, so the Power Hour boxing is about to wrap up here. Talking Smack One One at Twitter.com is where you can find us. Again, fights this weekend. Anthony Crolla, I'm picking. You're picking Jorge Linares, and then we got more fights to pick in the future. I'm picking Perella. You said you're going with Ugas. Perella's gonna knock that boy out, and we'll find out how it ends next week. Every Thursday, find us on iTunes. Find us in the App Store. We are always there and available. And don't forget to give us feedback. We need that feedback. We need to let you know what you think, what to improve, what to change. If you liked it, if you didn't like it, just let us know. Your opinion doesn't matter, but it will be accepted. I'm always listening.